Joe Biden has released 10 million barrels. 10 million barrels. I got a little hung up on barrels there. From the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. Into the system. Why? Because OPEC, they have cut production by 2 million barrels a day. Tony Katz, good to be with you. By releasing these 10 million barrels, we find that the Strategic Petroleum Reserve is at its lowest level in 37 years. OPEC and Russia, in a rebuke to President Biden, cut oil production by 2 million barrels a day. Russia is now using energy cuts against Europe over Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Oil is now marching toward $100 a barrel. Edward Lawrence in Washington with more. Edward. Well, is President Joe Biden disappointed by the decision by OPEC Plus to cut production? The president saying that the last of the release from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve will happen in November. He will then consider more releases in the future, even though the reserve is at the lowest level in 37 years. We use far more oil than we can keep up with with the petroleum reserve. The reserve is for emergencies. Are we in an emergency or are we in a moment with policy that doesn't match the moment? Dr. Matt Will joins us right now, economist at the University of Indianapolis, who has been reviewing this latest from OPEC. When we last spoke, sir, because I'm going to ask you to defend something you said. When we last spoke, you said that Russia was, uh, you know, hit by the initial sanctions, but now is selling all of its oil. It's got its oil going to China. It's got its oil going to India. And both those places are wrong to buy oil from Russia. But what that did was free up the other oil all over the world. And that's why we saw gas prices going down. But we've seen gas prices inching back up. So what has changed and what does this decision from OPEC mean for us going forward? What has changed, Tony, is starting last week at September 26th, rumors began that OPEC was going to cut production. And as soon as that rumor hit the market, prices started going up, and they've been going up, and they've been going up. And then the rumor turned to be fact yesterday, Tony, a fact. Let me tell you the fact. I know people don't like numbers, but i got to tell them this. Demand next year is projected to go up 2.5 million barrels a day. OPEC is going to cut production 2 million barrels per day. Tony, that's like a four and a half million dollar or million barrel gap. Four and a half million barrels per day gap that is that is went into the data in the market in the last week. That is why prices are going up, Tony. And that's not just because of OPEC and it's not just because of Russia. It's also because of us and that we are cutting production too. And that's a problem. When you talk about the United States cutting production. I think the question people would ask is, well, wait, what are we actually producing? We we have an administration that isn't a, a believer. They they are believers in the green economy, not in the actual economy. So what is it that we're cutting and how is that being done? Well, Tony, okay, again, more numbers. When Trump took office, we were producing 9 million barrels a day. When the pandemic hit, we were producing 13 million. Right now, Last week, we were producing 12 million barrels per day. That's down. That's an 8% down from where we were pre-pandemic. We could get into why, but it's almost entirely because of policies from the Biden administration. Tony, he's had laws, rules put in place that have reduced production and reduced the ability to expand for the next two to five years. 
Those are policies that cause this reduction. So it's a hypocritical for the president to point the finger at OPEC when he is cutting production in the United States. Talking to Dr. Matt Will, economist, University of Indianapolis. You can find him on Twitter, Dr. Matt Will, W-I-L-L, Dr. Matt Will, on, on the Twitter box. So we have policy that creates less for the United States. We have OPEC engaging in creating less. Uh, one would ask if, if the desire is there, is the cut somehow uh, really all associated with bringing up the price for, for a, a larger profit margin, or is it geopolitical? What, what is your analysis? Tell us. Oh, it's, it's, Tony, it's both. There's definitely geopolitical going on here. There's definitely Russia and OPEC. They want the price to go up. Um, if you get into the weeds, you notice that in the cuts, Russia is probably going to produce more and OPEC is going to produce less. So in this deal that they struck, Tony, we and the world is helping Russia get more money. That drives me insane that that's happening. But that's the geopolitical, Tony. The other part of the equation is President Biden says one thing, and I think he believes what he says, but he's not in charge of his own administration. The Department of Energy, they're delaying permits on liquefied natural gas. The Nord Stream pipeline down. Europe needs natural gas, and our own Department of Energy is delaying approval of permits to send them natural gas. His Department of Interior canceled sales and leases on existing federal lands. His National Environmental Protection Act has delayed oil permits for over two years. Tony, I could go on and on about the things that the people that worked for him have done. There's where the problem is. Who's running this administration? Well, let's argue that President Biden is running this administration. It's President Biden and his team, and, and, and this is uh, what they believe. The, the question is, what does the uh, slowing down of this permitting do for us? If I go to oilprice.com, one of the stories that they had up was that Germany needs to slash natural gas consumption to avoid a, a, a winter emergency. Is this now the conversation that the answer is produce less and then tell people they have to do with less because it fits an ideological desire, even though people might freeze to death? Tony, what world are we living in when the solution is to just consume less? You know what, Tony? We can't produce enough food. Can everyone just starve? That'll solve the problem. What logic is it that that is the solution? The solution should be higher standard of living, higher quality of life, better environment better transportation, more goods and services. The solution shouldn't be tighten your belt. This sounds like we're in the Middle Ages when the, the princes and the royalty live on high and the masses have to suffer. Yeah, this this is very Downton Abbey. You're either, uh, you know, upstairs or downstairs. That that certainly seems to be it. But let's get back to talking to Dr. Matt Will, economist, University of Indianapolis. Talk about U.S. policy and talk about how we... Um, engage more energy. So there's two uh, conversations go going on here and maybe uh, quite a few more. We rely on, on this oil uh, from, from OPEC, but we have our own ability, specifically in that natural gas uh, world here in the United States. We also have shale. I, I got an email that was asking uh, uh, about this. And this goes to the idea of refineries because there's a question of whether or not the refineries we have are able to actually refine the oil that comes uh, from shale, the energy that comes from shale versus what we get in a, in a more standardized kind of way. Does the United States have the infrastructure 
to engage what I refer to as energy security? Or is that an investment that the oil companies are willing to make, but this administration says no to? The answer is no, Tony, we don't have it. The last what we call major downstream refinery was built in Garyville, Louisiana in 1977. 1977, we've had some smaller refineries that do more niche things, but they're basically refurbished previous refineries. There are exceptions or loopholes in the refinery law, but we haven't built a major, major refinery since 1977, Tony. And that refinery, thank God for the oil companies, Tony, that refinery produced 200 million barrels of refining capacity. It's now at 585 million. The one built the year before was built to produce 15 million. Now they're doing 290 million. Our oil industry has been very efficient with their handcuffs on. I'm amazed at how much oil we can refine. But Tony, the refining capacity in this country is, it's sad. Do we know if there's a a difference between what we're able to get here, for example, from shale and will these refine, can these refineries uh, provide it. And since this refinery issue has happened in both types of administrations, Republican and Democrat in, administrations, is there going to be a push on the economic side from the economists, from the oil companies, from others, to, from, from business in general to say, hey, we need the refinery, refinery capacity. And does that even solve the problem of the fact that we don't have enough oil coming out of those OPEC nations? Well, Tony, you asked a lot of questions there, and I think the problem is not going to be solved because the problem is the swamp. Right now, there is a the, the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission has delayed natural gas permitting be, under the gauze of what's called public need. They say there is no public need. They have these these bureaucrats in the swamp have decided that there is no public need for more natural gas, Tony, and they've delayed refinery production and they've delayed exploration. 